Chapter 2, Light Emerging My life is a creative endeavor that is a gift from the divine. If you think about creation, what comes to mind? Do you identify creation as what we do with our hands and minds? Creation is a vast subject that embodies far more than creating physical objects or creative projects such as writing, designing, music, and so on. All that we think, feel, and do sets forth creation in the world. The way we dress and communicate with others also sets forward a creation. The light of the unmanifest comes into the world by the grace of God, and our soul's purpose is to consciously serve that creative process by listening to the silence within and acting what we hear or feel motivated to do in our lives. Breaking down creation. It's, I think it's important to break down the mechanics of creation. Understanding how creation works in its nature gives us the ability to harness the power of creation on a much deeper level. There are two aspects or polarities that are fundamental to creation, the masculine and the feminine. Nature teaches us a great deal about this process in the making of children. The masculine is the seed, the unmanifest, and the feminine is the seed's expression, the manifested. The completion of that creation moves through the feminine. Our creations work in the same way. Creative energy moves into us, gathering in the darkness of our interior silence within. This gathering of creation, or light, is the masculine aspect of the divine. When we express the light, it's the feminine aspect of the divine. Our creations express the absolute radiance of both polarities. Once our manifestations come in the world, they become a mirror for us to see the divine. The reflection we see doesn't make up the totality of God. Rather, it offers a glimpse into the vastness of God. In my last book, Awakening, I wrote about how the material world of form blinks in and out of manifestation. The purpose of creation moving in the form is for God to evolve through its parts. By exploring itself through form, God expands in the deeper dimensions of itself. I always believed the divine was evolving me. This belief fits when we think we're separate from the divine. However, all of creation, including us, is evolving the divine. Why? Because we are God. If we are evolving, nature evolves, why wouldn't God itself evolve? Again, light gathers in the darkness, and when it moves into this form via the mother or divine feminine, it maintains its connection to God the Father in the process. For years, I couldn't understand why I sensed femininity while I was tattooing. 
Now I get it. The movement of creation is the divine feminine in motion. The entirety of God cannot move completely out of its place in the unmanifest, so the Creator moves through the movable aspects of itself. That what comes into creation in the physical world, it maintains an ongoing relationship with the unmanifest. Now, the explanation of particle theory offers insight into how all this works. Again, anything that comes into the material world continues to move simultaneously between manifest and the unmanifested states of being. So when we, again, when we look at the particle theory, when we magnify an object, we see that it's composed of atoms. Inside each atom, there's a solid nucleus. Now, if we magnify that nucleus further, we find more empty space and a smaller piece of matter. As we keep magnifying the nucleus, we discover that the matter or the nucleus blinks in and out of existence. It appears and then disappears. So my theory is all ma physical matter is here, solid, but simultaneously not here. My theory is that it returns to God, to the unmanifest, and with its return, it evolves God. When the movement of light creates form, it doesn't stop moving. What appears to be solid and stationary is not. Our perception leads us to believe that Physical objects are just that, solid matter, suspended here and now. It's the observer's mind that understandably makes up this reality. Everything is in a constant state of change. It's essential to embrace change and remain unattached to what comes into creation. In this way, we evolve with God in a live feed that never becomes redundant because we're detaching ourselves from the illusion of the mind and form. The soul has no attachment to creations. It's only the mind that holds these attachments. Our role in creation. We must learn how to flow with creation. Just as the divine blinks in and out of creation, we do the same. Embrace the manifest and the unmanifest. For example, give yourself over to this moment with absolute presence. This is you blinking into the body and the presence of this moment. Next, move your attention to the silence within to acknowledge the God within you. The idea is not to get stuck at either place. We touch God and then we bring our attention to what's around us. This keeps us in communication with both the manifest and the unmanifested. By learning to hold our focus on the present moment and the silence within simultaneously, we disengage the mind. It's the mind that tethers us to objects, experiences, possessions, beliefs, addictions. By maintaining a relationship with the silence, we release that attachment. 
We cannot be liberated by God while attachments imprison us. The entrapment of the mind prevents the free flow of creation. When we flow with creation, the sense of self in the mind disappears. Being free of the mind settles our nervous system and helps us experience the presence of God. This unattached place is our natural state. Creation moves at its own speed and with divine timing. We do not force creation to move, rather we surrender and allow it to move us. Knowing our place in creation brings forward the most beautiful light that's been gathering in the darkness of the silence. One of my greatest joys is watching creation arise out of the silence. Being an innocent witness to creation and knowing our role moves us into a deeper surrender and an overwhelming sense of humility for being chosen to co-create with the divine. Creation is a gift that chooses us with divine timing and cosmic accuracy. This gift deserves our reverence. Ego has no place in the process. Embracing the light. The voices in your mind that thinks it is you are a barrier to your freedom. This is a quote by Maharishi Krishnananda Ashaya. It can be challenging to see the light within during long periods of struggle, let alone embrace something we can't see. However, these are times when vast amounts of light are gathering. It's calling us to move creative energy. And again, the greatest challenge we face is our mind. In times of transition and fear, the mind goes into overdrive with repetitive thoughts and intense emotions. These thoughts and emotions become barriers that stifle our growth and block creative energy. Here's a quote by William Bridges. Life in transition needs to be characterized by attentive inactivity so we might discern what is emerging in the world. The late management consultant William Bridges wrote a great deal about the topic of transitions. In his book Managing Transition, Making the Most Out of Change, he shares the concept that change is a time of attentive inactivity. I think he used attentive because we must find new ways of doing old things during the darkness of transition. When we are attentive, we can watch for the light of creation to come forward out of the silence within ourselves. Where we were before our dark period is not the same place we'll be after a transition. And during a transition, we're not in a place of stability. Transitional periods require us to set down the mind and to have faith. We must imagine a new life for ourselves. So in dark times, great potentials become real possibilities to explore because we're forced to move and grow. The light of creation is always at hand. 
look around and take in the fact that you or someone else co-created the physical objects, most of the physical objects you see around you. The divine arranged all of these potentials in the unmanifest, and the light of creation moved them into physical form. What privilege surrounds us? This realization automatically moves us into a state of gratitude. By embracing everything and everyone as a sacred expression of the divine, we experience the divinity, the divine presence they hold. The light emerging from within us is the lamp that lights up the world. It lights up the world because it's our purpose becoming manifest. Our duty is to embrace the light and allow creation to flow. The deeper meaning and importance of allowing our light to come forward reveals itself as we continue to work working with creation. Embracing the light also means welcoming the countless forces of creation that have been set into motion by others. Maintaining such openness helps us join in with others to co-create. Creation has the power to enable meaningful connections. We amplify our ability to bring creation forward when we align with others. Life is a, a co-creation of light collectively shared. The light of many becomes one expanding purpose. Imagine a world where we're all moving the light of creation for the betterment of the collective. We could move the gift of creation into a much deeper domain. Our collective passions and purpose would go through a mega evolution because we're now we're combining our light with the light of others. When we add our light to another's, it has an exponential result. It doesn't just double the light we have available to use. It multiplies our potential way beyond the contributing factors. By fulfilling our purpose and the purpose of others, we collectively bring divine will into the world. We can choose to create our lives based on fulfilling our desires. But that's only a fraction of the potential we can harness from within. For example, nobody's ever benefited from me owning a big screen TV. However, when I've followed my purpose, I've manifested beautiful creations that have positively impacted thousands of people, such as my You Matter site, a free online mental spiritual health resource. And my Be Love movement, it was a series of fundraisers I did to raise money for local charities. Expanding the Layers of Purpose In my first two books, I shared a great deal about purpose, how to find it and live by its guidance. To go deeper into purpose, we must look at the collective purpose of our collaboration with others. For many years, I, was, I steadfastly worked on what I thought was my purpose. With my head down, trudging forward, 
I missed so many purposeful moments with others. My purpose wasn't the only one that mattered. There was a collective purpose that called for my participation. So I, I think there's two sides to the purpose. On one side, we have a purpose within us that's meaningful to our per personal growth and expanding our consciousness. The other side of purpose is how we serve and evolve the world around us. Sometimes we confuse the two, or we think that following our purpose will earn us a living. Not all purpose is a singular life path or a means to make money. We are here in this form to awaken, live our purpose, and interact with others in a greater purpose. We can keep ourselves busy for the duration of this life and the next one as well, if left to our own devices. But the time we set aside to involve ourselves with others, with the purpose of another, can be mutually sustaining. Collaboration with others is another important aspect of embracing the light. When we join our energies with others, we amplify the potential and power inside both of us. When I reflect on my most purposeful times, I realize they've been times when my creations supported and involved others. There is a vast multi-lane highway of creation going on all around us. I don't, I don't think our mind can even begin to perceive the vastness of creation that's flowing around us in this world. There's an interconnectedness between each of us and with creation. Our job is to be present and notice when is it our time to give? When do we participate in the flow of creation that's flowing around us? Doing so enhances our purpose. Our lives are not separate events happening in time and space, but multidimensional experiences that play out all through time. Our connection to the whole of creation is beyond what we could ever conceive with our minds. Even the small, tiny acts we participate in can add significant value in the larger context of creation. As we awaken we learn how to maintain a connection with the moment at hand. We become aware of how and what to give. What we support today might be the very thing that comes back and helps us tomorrow, or even many years down the road. One small purposeful act ripples throughout the entire universe, creating and allowing new songs to echo in the soul of the divine. Balancing the light of creation. Being in balance with the light of creation means knowing what to surrender ourselves to. Fortunately, our intuition guides us in this process. Tapping into our intuition can be as simple as asking ourselves, what do I need to do? When an idea comes to us, it's our job to sit with it and wait for a knowingness within 
that will guide us in this process. But we first must become quiet enough to hear the instructions. The silence speaks several decibels lower than our mind, so the key is to silence our mind. Some of the guidance that comes to us from within may not make sense to us mentally, but it's aligned with the greater context of life. The guidance we receive is also influenced by what's already in the process of becoming manifested. We never know how the moment we are in will help us in a future moment. A random encounter with a stranger can bring opportunities that we would have never experienced without meeting that stranger. For example, many years ago, I was walking down the street and I passed a native man. Our eyes met and we both stopped the talk. This became a, a four-hour conversation that ended up in my living room before we finally parted ways. During our conversation, the man told me what street he lived on. So the next day, I, I walked up and down that street, knocking on doors. I finally found him and asked if he would teach me more about the native culture. This started a friendship that lasted the entire summer. I learned a great deal from him and his teachings and have carried them forward. Had I have not stopped and given him my attention that day and then followed my intuition to find him, I would have missed all the gifts that he had for me. The challenge is to become quiet enough to listen, brave enough to act, and patient and consistent enough to follow through. The endless stream of decisions we make and thoughts we think move thousands of both minor and major manifestations into our lives and into the lives of others. If balance and responsibility are not in place, we miss use the power that we possess. When I started to see creation as a gift rather than claiming it as something I did, a greater appreciation flooded me. Instead of prideful, egoic arrogance, I felt humble, soulful gratitude. Whatever emerges next out of the light will be a mystery and a gift for the world and me. Working with the light of creation is a powerful tool we can use to grow our relationship with the divine. Understanding creation and our role in manifesting our life and purpose widens and deepens our path. And that path becomes wider and deeper. The divine will call us to bring more and more light into the world. Then. We'll not just be movers of light, we will be the light emerging. <laughs>